joining us for this Script podcast. My name is Elizabeth Cairns and I'm a senior writer for Script. Today I am joined by Carolyn Hall, hello, the Director of Content and Thought Leadership for Norstella, Script's parent company. And we're going to be talking about some of the upcoming clinical catalysts for the pharma and biotech sectors in the dying days of 2023 and the first few months of 2024. Since you're here, you're probably familiar with Script, but if you're not, you can subscribe to our daily email alert so you'll receive our takes on the latest commercially important news about the biopharma world, with data from Evaluate Pharma, Biomed Tracker, Pharma Projects and other sources to add depth and context. Right, on to the topic of the day. What are the R&D catalysts on the horizon over the next few months? Let's start with the biggie. By far the biggest is Cytokinetics Athacampton in development for the rare condition hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. The drug carries massive sales expectations, with sell-side analysts expecting it to cross into blockbuster territory in 2027 and have sales of 1.6 billion a year later. But that will depend on it succeeding in its pivotal trial, Sequoia HCM. Okay, what's the competitive landscape look like? So only one product is approved for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, Bristol-Myers Squibb's Camzios, which is, like Afacampton, a cardiac myosin inhibitor. In Camtios' pivotal study, 37% of patients treated with the agent for 30 weeks responded, versus 17 given placebo. Responses in the two trials are defined differently, though. With Camtios, patients had to show a combination of improvement in mixed venous oxygen tension and improvement or stabilization of New York Heart Association class, a measure of heart failure severity. In Afacampton's trial, response is defined as improvement in mixed venous oxygen tension at 24 weeks, so the results of the two trials will be tricky to compare. Okay, and Bristol has a head start? Yes, Camzios was launched in 2022 and has 2028 sales forecast of 1.9 billion in hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. But Afacampton is unpartnered, so if the Sequoia trial is top line to hit, Cytokinetics can expect interest from potential licensees. If it can hook a big partner with enough marketing muscle, maybe it can catch up a bit. Okay. Uh, anything else shaking in rare diseases? Yep. Corset Therapeutics is awaiting a crucial readout in Cushing's disease, a condition caused by having too much cortisol. Corsept already has the biggest selling Cushing's disease therapy, Corlim, but its sales are forecast to start falling from 2024, so the company needs a replacement. Results of two phase three trials of relicorolent, a next generation version of Corlim, which is designed to work by competing with cortisol at the glucocorticoid receptor, will come in the next few months. And these trials are? So the GRACE trial is studying relicorolent's effectiveness and safety in patients with endogenous Cushing's disease. The gradient study is looking at the drug in treating cortisol-secreting adrenal tumours or hyperplasia. Safety will be particularly important because Corlim has some unpleasant side effects, including hypokalemia, the serious side effect of very low potassium levels that was seen in nearly half the patients in Corlim's pivotal trial. Should the new trials turn out positive, data from both will be included in the company's planned NDA submission, targeted for the first half of next year. The cell side currently forecasts that relicorolent will become the new best-selling Cushing's therapy in 2026. And are there any recent events that could affect future catalysts? Yes, indeed. The failure of Merck KGAA's multiple sclerosis candidate, Eva Brutinib. There had been fears about the safety of the drug class to which it, this belongs, BTK inhibitors, but in fact the product flunked its phase 3 trial, but not because it was toxic, but because it didn't work. Ouch. So what's the upshot of that? Three other BTK inhibitors, from Sanofi, Roche and Novartis, are in very similar phase 3 trials, and those companies will be anxious to avoid a similar failure. And Sanofi's asset, Tolibrutinib, will yield data in the next few months. Two identical pivotal trials are set to read out soon. 
Gemini 1 and 2 are comparing tolibrutinib with Sanofi's older oral MS drug, Orbegio, which fell to generic competition earlier this year. Orbegio was also the control in the Evobrutinib trial, and Evobrutinib wasn't as good, so the risk is that tolibrutinib will also be outplayed by Orbegio. And if that weren't enough, the safety of the BTK class is still very much under the microscope, thanks to their association with liver problems, so Sanofi is facing a nervous wait. Okay. And are there any upcoming clinical readouts in more common conditions? Yes. So, uh, a year or so ago, maybe a bit longer, the NASH scene was pretty moribund. Everything had failed. Now it's a subject of feverish activity, and a late-stage readout for Inventiva will show whether that group has a chance of contesting a market that could soon be worth tens of billions of dollars. Inventiva's NASH product, Lanafibrinor, is a PPAR regulator, and while its pivotal trial native won't report for several years, a phase two LEGEND trial will read out in the coming months. LEGEND is comparing the drug with placebo in patients with NASH and type 2 diabetes, but also contains an arm co-administering Lanafibrinor with Boehringer Ingelheim and Lilly's SGLT2 inhibitor Jardians, with the aim of avoiding the weight gain seen in earlier trials. The primary measure is absolute change in blood sugar after six months' treatment. Okay, so why has Inventiva signed up patients with diabetes as well as NASH? Well, the two conditions are closely related. Around 37% of NASH patients also have diabetes. So positive data in this population could boost Lanafibrinol's positioning versus the competition. And there is lots of competition. I wrote an overview of the NASH pipeline recently, and my script colleague Joseph Haas has done a helpful infographic too, so you can check those out on the website. Okay. I think that's probably enough for us to be going on with for today. Cool. If you've got any questions or thoughts on what we've discussed, feel free to drop me a line. My email address is on the script website, or find me on Twitter, where my handle is C. Great. And if you want to know more, there's a long piece with a table of 10 important 2023 and 24 catalysts, along with the product sales forecasts on the script website. And remember to subscribe to our email alert if you're not already. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.